0: So why not? Why not take a crazy look? Why not? Why not read Hilary Duff's books in Cinderella, Cinderella stories? You'll hear us a lot. So why not? Why not? Why not take a crazy look? Why not read Hilary Duff's
1: books? Yeah. Who? Huh.
0: Hello and welcome to Cinderella Stories Ooh, with a Z. With a Z. <laughs> My name is Dan Connell, and I'm Al. And we're reading the novels of actor Hilary Duff. Still not sure why. Al, why do you think we're doing this?
1: Um, honestly, just to get a glimpse inside her head, see what's going on, see you know what she's up to. Also, to figure out who ghost wrote this, because that's the real question.
0: <laughs> I have the answer. <laughs> I, well, don't tell me. I want it to be a
1: surprise. I want to guess.
0: Okay. <laughs> We're starting with the 2010 New York Times bestseller from Simon & Schuster called Elixir. On this episode, we're talking about chapter one.
1: Oh, man. And what a chapter it is. (laughs) First of all, it's 30 pages too long.
0: Yeah. So let's start with the summary. Clea Raymond, the daughter of a senator, is a teenage socialite in Paris for winter break with her best friend, Raina. They're at this Paris Paris nightclub and with like two young hot French dudes, and Raina is like off having a good time with her man and believes in soulmates and whatever. But Clay is like, I'm not like other girls. Uh, cue the good old fashioned slut shaming We'll come back to that later um, So Clea dips off to the cool part of the club To vibe, what oh, was like a jazz club? Yeah um, And Raina finds her and tells her she's going to her French boy's fancy penthouse Overlooking the Eiffel Tower It's like, insinuated it's like a one night stand Anyway um, So Clea goes back to her own fancy hotel Overlooking the Notre Dame And takes pictures into the night Oh, by the way, before like Raina said bye bye uh, They were like, nothing will happen to you What was the line, do you remember?
1: She's like, I'm. I'm never gonna leave or something. It was very much a something meant to uh, tug at your heartstrings, but really it was just kind of gay, <laughs> but not even in a fun way. I don't know.
0: Continue. Not gay enough. Uh, anyway, so at, she takes photos like into like the daybreak or whatever, and then she like. Has a nightmare with flames. And you've seen the movie Clue, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So,
0: all about the the flames, flames. Flames on the side, on the side of, of my of face. face. breathing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. And then her, like, dead dad is in the flames of, like, a fancy French building in, like, her vision.
1: No, her dead dad question mark. Her dead dad asterisk.
0: Right, exactly. So she wakes up and it's revealed that's not how her dad died. He didn't die in a fire, but like they didn't say his death is never labored on. Right. He just kind of died. We'll find out later, I guess. Well,
1: I have my theories. I have. OK, I have but we don't theories. know. It's
0: not revealed in chapter
1: one. We just that's know that he died point. under mysterious circumstances. And she mentions that they buried uh, an empty casket. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. I forgot about yeah.
0: that. Thank you. Anyway, so Clea, uh, she turns. Is it Clea?
1: It's Clea, and the whole time I thought it was Claire, and I thought the woman <laughs> narrating the audiobook just unnecessarily said her name with a British accent <laughs> the whole time. Okay. And uh, we'll
0: address this later. But I, I have the physical book. You have the audiobook, so <laughs> it's a bit different. A little bit. So Clea looks looks at the TV. She's like, where'd it get that nightmare from? She wears the TV and there's this like French building on fire. This fancy, expensive French building is on fire in the news. I have just the clip for it,
1: too. And it also applies to uh, what living in the real world in 2010 and 20, sorry, 2020 and 2021 is like. I'll share that with you. Roll the clip now. I made a mental note not to watch the news when I fell asleep. The last thing I needed was help with my nightmares.
0: And, like, and we're back. Yeah.
1: What a mood. What <laughs> so a she
0: mood. So she watches the TV, and she figured out it's the same exact building that Reyna went off to to have her one-night stand, right? And so she, like, uh, this. I didn't take notes for this part, but she basically just, like, rushed the way there. She was really rude to her, like, taxi driver. Oh, my God. And she gets there, and she's freaking out. She's on the phone with, with like, her other best friend, who's a dude. What's his name? Alan or
1: something? Ben.
0: Ben, yeah, exactly. Ben is the, friend and, is
1: the bestie. Bestie Ben. <laughs>
0: The, be- the other bestie, and she's like, oh my god, he's dead, I can't believe it, it's not happening. Like, she answers her cell phone, and she gets there, and she's like, Reina! Reina! And Raina's just, like, alive, she's fine. <laughs> like, and then, uh, ta- ta- takes a picture of the building of um, on fire, and she's like, like, the exact words, like, uh, little did I know, uh, there we go. I had absolutely no idea I was taking pictures that would change my life forever. End of chapter one.
1: Damn. Did I miss anything? I think you got everything except, well, did we get some of her backstory with how she knows Reina in this chapter?
0: Uh, they both go to. They both. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Because let's that talk was about a wild.
1: That. I okay. really that this book. <laughs> this book took a turn for the homeschooled horse girl real quick, and I was not expecting that. Full on horse full girl. Equine uh, <laughs> professional. They had a full time horse nanny. Live full time live in horse nanny. Let's let's say that for the I've, eat the rich section. I shall really, we? Dan. That's all my notes. So we got to get there quick. We got to get there quick. <laughs>
0: okay. So first things first. Let's talk about slut shaming. Play the clip. I, I am here to
1: do some good old-fashioned slut shaming. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> all right.
0: <Woo. laughs> so I've got some notes here of whenever there is slut shaming going on.
1: Which is a lot. I, first of all, I think this narrator is just a fem cell, right? She just She's just angry, and she just is like mad that her best friend's got big old titties, and she's fucking. Like that really is just why she's mad. And I'm like, girl, you could do you could be that too, if you just, you know, got over yourself and you croissant,
0: yeah, exactly. Like she does a playful growl. God. And then, um <laughs> and then she's like, like, and then she says, uh, Merci, Raina replied, locking eyes with Pierre. That's her man. And arcing her back just enough to add another cup size. Oh, my God.
1: That was the first note I took, Dan. It, uh, the first thing in my phone in my notes just says she can make her boobies bigger just by sitting up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then right after that section describing what happens, like they just make out. She writes, fascinating, period. <laughs> like
1: what? i just like listen that could just be say you too you your friend to have sex yeah. just, just be honest just with us that's why i also like the theory that she's in love with reina and is like upset that this is happening oh 100
0: yeah. no that is totally the narrative that we're gonna go with i that, think that's, that's a better one because i really
1: don't like her as this just she's just an incel she's just mad she's like what do you What you just yeah you know and you're stupid <sighs> and you fall in love after three weeks and i was like girl okay reina you're a little bit of a mess for that but also relatable Um. She's also really mean about the dudes. She's just like, they're so thin yeah. and gross looking. And I'm like, bro, chill out. Chill out. Yes, yeah, so I've got
0: some I've got some notes here on that. Uh so there's Pierre, and then Joseph is the other guy. So Joseph is like angular. They're both very angular men. Like they're both very skinny, 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 like bones Ugh. on Ugh, like gender goals. no meat. Are right? you kidding me? Yeah, they're both Timothy Chalamet, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly who I was picturing.
0: But, so the weird thing for me is, like, so Pierre's obviously French, because he speaks French. But then, uh, what's his name? Here we go. This confused me, because I was like, oh, it's two French boys. But Joseph says he asked in a clipped British accent. Clip-
1: so what does a clipped British,
0: British accent, accent sound like? I really I feel nothing. like
1: it's like an ignorant American trying to figure out what kind of British accent, but like isn't aware that there are regional accents within.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's like that guy who like puts on a fake accent throughout all high school and like people Maybe, know yeah. that they're faking
1: it. Maybe like a, trans, a transatlantic like affected. <laughs> is this guy really British or, you know, is this book more interesting than it actually is? And this character comes back. Who knows? I don't think so. And then
0: Joseph also slept shames a little bit, where he's like, um, blah, 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 Uh, I'm not sure Pierre's had his eyes off your friends, dot, 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 end quote. He tried gesturing with his face to illustrate Pierre's obsession with Raina's chest, but it was impossible to do so without stepping all over his refined sense of... Of manners. I hate
1: both of these people. Both of these people do not belong in the club. They need to go home and read a book or something. They need to read this book and think carefully about their choices because, like, everyone else is just there to have fun. And they're just like, you know.
0: (laughs) Right. So there's one more thing I want to talk about Joseph before I'm done with him because he's just a total, just a, he's a totally whatever man. He's just there. Right. Um, But there's a line at the the bottom of of page 8 Which means nothing to you in the audiobook world But after the section Where they like try and be polite um, And he's like describing You know Joseph He's a little tall than my 5'4 With pale skin and dark hair Forelock of which threatened to fall on his face And then it says He was slim But clearly toned and strong Like dot 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 And then it cuts her off I'm not sure what that's trying to say
1: what okay. What do you think that means? That's really That's there's a lot of ellipses in this. There's a like a lot of ellipses. Like I'm flipping through this physical copy of the book and I didn't realize how many ellipses there are. There's so many. That's there's right. like at least one ellipses per every three pages on average yeah
0: that that's that's a drinking game right there i don't want to play i mean honestly (laughs) just looking at this this these two pages alone i I see three right off the bat i'm not even looking that close it's
1: yeah it's aggressive it's honestly big boomer energy hillary duff and her or her (laughs) ghostwriter boomer energy right
0: (laughs) which which again i know about um there's one more slut shaming section I want to talk about that's on this section, and it's uh, it's like about how she doesn't believe in in soulmates or whatever, and that she's not really vibing with Joseph. Uh-huh. He seems nice or whatever, and then she says, um, uh, "Reina said that it didn't matter. Joseph didn't have to be my dream man to be a wonderful night's entertainment."
1: And is Reina wrong? Uh, which, she's not wrong. Reina's not Raina's wrong. Reina's not okay? wrong. It,
0: it's no. It's so like that was so weird. Like, why are you why are you so mad at your friend for I want to have a good time? Like, why? Why do you care so much about how they live their life? You know,
1: because she's in love with her best friend. That's obviously because she's in love with Raina. She's in love exactly. with Raina. There's no other explanation besides she just sucks. And, you know, that's a boring explanation. I'd rather, you know, <laughs> just write some fan fiction based off of this and about the uh, the full time horse nanny.
0: Right. Oh yeah! One more slut shaming section before we move before on to uh, to the back. <laughs> before we move on to maybe the gay subtext, the check. horse girl uh, section. <laughs> right. Let's talk. Yeah, horse girl next. Um, so at the end of like when Raina's going off to like be with her man, and she's like, uh, and and then Clea uh, says something really weird and says like, if you don't text me within twelve hours, I'm calling the SWAT team.
1: That was the most stressful thing I have ever like. First of all. Who gives a fuck what your friend is doing? Chill out. Focus on your own life. Second of all, the SWAT team, man. You're not even in America. And even if you were, A cab, that's some, that's some rich kid nonsense.
0: <laughs> they do call her out right away. Speed like, Reina's like, we're in France. There is no SWAT yeah, team. Yeah, good for Reina. But Honestly, she's like, team Raina. and then she, listen to this. This is totally a gay subtext. Then she leaned close, touching our foreheads together and looking me straight in the eyes. I will be fine. You will never lose me. Oh, yeah. it's like their catchphrase, I say to each other. It's so gay.
1: Yeah, I mean, my exact notes at that part were, my God, these bitches gay, good for them. And um, <laughs> they're lesbians. Um.
0: Right? <laughs> and then later on, we'll get back to that. Later on, like, on the page, this is the real sludge Emmy section. Uh, Apparently, it is fine to believe in fate delivering you a soulmate every night, but crazy to believe fate might chafe at being told what to do. I believed Reina gave fate far too much credit for benevolence.
1: That quote, first of all, really, I really think whoever wrote this, we know it wasn't Hillary, um, whoever wrote this was really proud of themselves for that line. And I find it a little incomprehensible, to be to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, I think it sounds fancy, <laughs> but the more you think about it, the worse like, it gets. Dude,
1: what? What? Yeah, I
0: just want to say quickly, if anyone's listened to this, if you're that far, thank you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> don't read this book. We're reading it don't, so you don't have don't, to. Please okay? don't. This,
1: is, this book is terrible. The audiobook I feel like, is slightly better, but only because the little, the little cutaways you can get are pretty funny.
0: Right. Um, I think that's it for slut shaming. Let me just double check real quick before we move on to the next segment. Uh, she's being rude to the taxi driver. Fashion check. Oh, Bechdel test. Let's talk about Bechdel test. Okay. <laughs> I counted only three times the entire chapter where two women, two girls talk to each other about something that isn't other boys. Hate it. I counted three times. And
1: they're in love and, they were just, and they're still talking about men. And they,
0: Useless. And the only times where Raina's saying, are you okay? And that's like the only, like I was like, Oh, she acted. She was okay. Like that. Passed the back build test. Yeah.
1: Even when, no, but like, even when she's like, you know, she thinks her best. Ba- well, first of all, First of all, when they were like, it's the same building that Raina is having her little hookup in. I was like, oh, my God, they're really just going to sacrifice the best friend for the main character's the backstory. Character. Yeah, they're going to just sacrifice her for the backstory immediately by Felicia. But that didn't actually happen. So I get to cross out that part of my notes. Um, yeah, I thought so, too. I'll be like,
0: OK, that's interesting. But also, why would you bury the best character? Yeah, I
1: was like, really, you're going to sacrifice the... the the one shining – you've said nothing bad about Reyna so far, and you're going to sacrifice mm-hmm. her. But even when she's in the fucking taxi on the way to potentially, uh, like, check and see if her friend is still alive, she's still talking about this dude. She's talking about Bestie Ben.
0: Yeah, like, why did not they have a third girlfriend to call? Like, why did it have to be a guy? And, you know, like, yeah, she just, really is
1: just like, my friend might be dead. But let me tell you about Ben, who my parents bought for. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll get to that later. Um, we'll get
0: to that because, uh, yeah, <laughs> I gotta well, look, that's gotta the eat the rich words. section. Yeah. I think it's time uh, for eat the rich section and then we'll do fashion check after that. Sound good?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's Ben time for the Eat the Rich section. Can we just talk about all of this? First of all...
0: Go ahead, because I don't remember Ben's backstory, so please go ahead. First
1: of all, this girl really had her parents buy, purchase both of her friends, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Literally...
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Clea is the daughter of a senator.
1: She is, and her her father was a... a, Oh,
0: like Global Tech? What was it called? Global Tech? This, This vague charitable company thing? Yeah,
1: she's like Jeff Bezos's kid like that's her thing and she but
0: senators don't make that much so it's a bit weird how rich she is
1: but her father her father was the one who is rich rich and then her mom is just a bootlicker because she is an American senator um and that's right I just can we go back to the full time live-in horse nanny full full time
0: okay so Raina's mom Raina's mom is uh (laughs) Is the stable mom right? What is yeah. it? Equine, equine professional? Equine professional, her, what, yes. Yeah, professional horse girl.
1: Yeah, it's really she. The the book when they got into Clea's backstory really said, hold up, hold up, it's horse girl time, and also I'm not like other girls. I was homeschooled. Um, that was really in Connecticut. If you if you were homeschooled, I'm not. I'm not trying to dog on you because look, I'm from the south. I know a lot of people were homeschooled just because the schools here are interesting places but (laughs) this girl really was like i was homeschooled and i love it and i think it made me better than other people and i'm like wow really clea okay interesting
0: yeah her attitude is very and i don't mean i don't say this word lightly it's very elitist (laughs) it's so
1: bad um She's so out of touch with
0: real issues. Like, I know every teenage girl is going through awful things and like we shouldn't downplay that at all. But at the same time, her problems are not the same problems. No, like she's in I Paris. Would, yeah. Winter break in high school. Like I okay. would
1: absolutely rob this girl. Are you kidding me? She well, she seems a little too perceptive for me to do that. But <laughs> she is just, wow. Um something that also uh
0: She's someone who would write All Lives Matter on on Instagram absolutely. where she would do that. No, she would do the black box and not talk about it. She would take
1: she would take protest selfies and post them on Instagram. Yes, Um, exactly. Notable that we don't know the political affiliations of mommy senator. Um, We, We don't
0: know the party yet. I don't think we'll know that either. I
1: don't think we'll ever know. I think we can guess centrist Democrat.
0: I we just, there's, there's that, something safely. about
1: her mother that just seems like she would be like, the poors want to make $15 an hour. <laughs> Not on my watch. Where's my equine professional?
0: <laughs> exactly. So the equine professional mom of Raina um, gets pregnant at the exact same time that Clay's mom does.
1: Oh, wow. I really got to include a clip of the uh, pregnant woman part. It gets so unnecessarily horny.
0: OK, roll the clip.
1: They clutched each other in the back seat, two huge bellied, panting, moaning women, both of them freaking out about the work they were missing. And that's the clip. And that's why I have a <laughs> fetish. Anyway, moving on. Um, Let's cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> and Not if back. I'm in charge of the editing. Um
0: <laughs> And we're back. <laughs>
1: I'd like to, to point out, too, that all the times where there's a man talking in the audiobook. Sorry, I just had to drop that one in there. Um, there's a man talking? Well, when, you know what? There shouldn't ever be a man talking. But when there oh, wait, is... Before
0: you go any further, sorry to interrupt you, but like this book is, the audiobook is somehow not read by the author, who is an actress. It's not read by Hilary Duff. Okay, what first, okay.
1: I really was like, I'm going to buy the audiobook because I think it's, it would be funnier to see to like hear Hilary Duff reading. This book. And then it's <laughs> exactly. someone else comp- uh, like completely different. And she does a hell of a job. She does great. Uh, but it's not hillary Duff. It's some lady. Uh <laughs> she does You're fine work. Yeah, oh, but when she does a man's voice, she sounds like her voice belongs in a bad anime dub. And <laughs> and let me insert a clip here to roll it to see if you agree with me or not, because roll the clip. Remember, Clea. He told me, taking pictures is a huge responsibility. Many cultures believe a photograph can capture one's soul. Yeah. Yeah, this shit's about some the 1%. Like, how am I supposed to identify with that? How am I supposed to identify with this character and her life? She's no fun. Uh, she sounds pretentious as fuck. Maybe she goes through a hell of a lot of character development but I'm not holding my breath on that one.
0: Yeah, so the weird thing is is that, okay, so her mom is an equine professional. No word about Reina's... Like, Reina's mom is an equine professional employed by Clay as a Exactly. State, right.
1: Her mom just bought her her two friends. So, it gets
0: weirder because Reina can afford a lot as well. Like, Reina's going to... Let me read the exact wording. Valera Academy in Connecticut. Okay? So... She's rich enough to not only hire an equi-professional, so it's good that they're paying her enough. I get this person is then rich enough to send their own child to private academy,
1: yeah. I think and it go was, to
0: Paris for winter. Break. It was
1: mentioned that I think I think Claya's parents pay for everything her bestie does, too,
0: oh, yeah, okay. that makes sense,
1: yeah, which is like honestly, really relatable as the poor friend, I like on and still just like relating to Reina. other people's parents buying me shit. Yeah.
0: Actually, on that note, if 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 I think this would be a fun way to go down this route, if all of Clea's friends are paid for, I suddenly care about Clea a little bit because she not figure that out. Yeah. Will, will she? she come to terms with the fact that everyone is paid to be around her and to like her and listen to her?
1: Wow. My book. Bu- I bet. No, I bet this book is going to have no sort of. I don't think this book is that good. <laughs> it's not a good book, but I hope to be surprised.
0: I hope so, too. Oh, my God. Are you ready for the next section? Did we cover I Eat the Rich? I,
1: I think mean, so. Is there more I rich mean, stuff I could th- talk okay. about this for hours, so you might as well.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about the next thing, which is fashion check. Fashion check.
1: Only you would think that you could hide that powder blue, puffy sleeve. It's kind of a peasant dress, but it might just be a baggy disaster of questionable fiber content that you wore to the spring dance. I just, Lizzie McGuire, you are an outfit repeater. Aren't we all?
0: All right, so I have marked down every time in the book when Claire's outfit is mentioned. Whenever she's wearing something, I have it highlighted. So let's let's go through and let's analyze what she's wearing. Let's rate her outfit.
1: Raja let's and Raven it. style. Let's do it. <laughs> Man, I really will limit my drag race references that I make on this I, podcast. As much as best. I love
0: drag queens, I don't know drag race. Enough. You
1: don't, you don't need to. It's just a show that's just run by a super villain who's transphobic and fracks True, large scale fracking. By the way, RuPaul, isn't fracking just a little bit. RuPaul is fracking in like the 60,000 acres amount of fracking. Sorry. And fracking is really bad for the environment. If you don't know that fracking is bad, look it up. It's horrible. Uh, yeah, what are we talking about?
0: <laughs> Back to the podcast. <laughs> All right, clothes, fashion check. I get to be judgmental um,
1: and bitchy. Let's let's do it.
0: <laughs> so, the first time we're, we're given any description of what anyone is wearing, period, is ten pages in. All right, and she says, "My strappy silk cocktail dress was far too skimpy for winter, even a winter buffered by the club's powerful heat lamps." but it was perfect for dancing. How do we rate this this strappy silk cocktail dress?
1: What color is it?
0: It doesn't say. It
1: doesn't even say what color it is and that upsets me. Like if you're going to do outfit descriptions, you got to at least give me a color, bro. So, tootskip before winter is that like above the knee in her mind? I guess it's well, cocktail implies above the knee, right? And strappy. Right. Like it's strappy, it sounds like a like, very is strappy
0: for Clea, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'm assuming this is like 2010, right? I'm picturing this is like a, that was,
0: that it was published.
1: Yeah. Like, a.
0: but I'm imagining early 2000 straps.
1: Yeah. Like, a, like a spaghetti straps, like kind of a straight down, like shift mm-hmm. silhouette. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess like a sparkly silver kind of a silk, maybe. So I give this outfit a B. Yeah, same.
0: Like, not bad, but like, I want to know more.
1: She's not cold, because in the immortal words of Cardi B, a hoe never gets cold. But she won't wear that as a badge of honor, because she likes to slut shame. Anyway, next outfit.
0: Next fashion check on page 15. Uh, She just got back to the hotel, and she's chilling. And, um, oh, this is a picture she looks at from way back. She said, there is one of me with sleep knotted hair and thick glasses. All right, how do we grade grade 12-year-old Claya's outfit? I give that an A. 10
1: out of 10. Yeah, that sounds adorable. That's what I rock every day of my life, so it's got to be perfect.
0: Exactly. The next fashion check, I believe the final fashion check. Yep, the final fashion check of the chapter is bottom of 18, top of 19. Now, just for, for, for context, okay, just for context, um, this is when she's back at the hotel and she's chilling. This is for real now. So said, quickly, I yanked off the cocktail dress and heels and pulled on a pair of silk long johns, my favorite jeans, a turtleneck, a thick pullover sweater, a hoodie, and a knit beanie hat. No gloves.
1: No gloves. All right, so this one's giving me, like, I need rolling papers, and uh, I stumble into the gas station, and there's also sugary drinks and candy and i'm gonna pick some of that up too and i'm gonna try not to make contact with the cashier because i'm uncomfortably (laughs) chic and you know what it's great for a weeknight a weekend night doesn't matter what time as long as it's after dark because to be honest i already forgot what the outfit was because the description was so damn long she just kept putting on layers
0: cocktail dress uh, silk long johns, favorite jeans, turtleneck, thick pullover sweater, a hoodie, nip. That's like five layers.
1: I was already, after the jeans, I was like, I don't know what the fuck she's wearing. But it's. <laughs> I like that she,
0: the jeans, and then the other outf- things on top of <laughs> the
1: outfit. I'm like, why wouldn't you just wear a coat? There's no coat. Just yeah. wear the coat if you're cold.
0: The hoodie, I guess, is the, like, on top man. of the sweater, on top of the turtleneck, like on top of the long johns. On top of the jeans. Yeah. Jeans on top of the. Uh, it's I give this a C because as much as it sounds comfortable, it's too much. You're trying too hard.
1: It's way too much, yeah.
0: Like, if you really cared about being warm, you would just, like, not care about what you're wearing. Because you're not being photographed. Like, you're just in your hotel room. It's nighttime. Just just be warm.
1: They needed to give us this description, though, because even though she was wearing a cocktail dress earlier, she's not like other girls. And we must remember that.
0: One more. I'm so Sorry. I forgot about one. Oh, more I'm delighted. There's check. one
1: more. Hit us with it.
0: On the next page, 45 minutes later, I was bundled in a cozy robe.
1: Cozy robe. 10 out of 10.
0: Drinking cocoa and munching the croissant. The croissant. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> there's an aggressive croissant on many pages. Yeah. So
0: it gets one more thing I want to talk about, and this is totally related. Fashion checks done. I get. I give that an A plus. Cozy robe as always. Yeah. Um. So. In this same section, she mentions, "I flip the channels, trying to trip the news. Curious if my clutch catch a glimpse of moms her mom, the senator. Was it? Uh, where was she this week? I couldn't remember. Was it Israel, Moscow? Could it? She, but she, could she actually be here in Europe? So, it. it I feel like Hillary Duff doesn't understand what senators do.
1: She really doesn't. Yeah, I think or diplomat or something. But like senator, what? Like, I don't. Why are? Yeah, why are you saying? Well, I okay. They're okay. Her mom is de- definitely. Either a centrist Democrat or a centrist Republican, because I think she's going. B- because let's not go into that. <laughs> Dan, what am I supposed to do? You put a microphone in front of me. I'm not supposed to talk about uh, RuPaul fracking. I'm not supposed to talk about apartheid. I'm not supposed to talk about. Just I don't have anything else to talk things. about. That's all my material. That's that's the only topics of conversation I have. The only ones. I
0: guess. I guess I'm not sure how, how. What kind of parental advisory this needs? I guess I'm trying to figure out where I'm. Whose away. parents are
1: listening to this? I hope they are. You no, know what? Like, parents I are parents are people know. too. They gotta have fun too. You know what? <laughs> uh, other people's parents are delighted by me. Even how filthy my mouth is. They're like, you know what? That's funny that's funny
0: there we go or
1: what you can do is edit (laughs) all of this out except where i list all of my interests which include uh mentioning that rupaul is fracking (laughs) discussing apartheid and
0: (laughs) all right and my interests include liz mcguire movie
1: (laughs) i mean yeah that is a good one hey now um hey now this is what dreams are made of what's the next section
0: uh, physical versus audio. So we have different mediums. So you're reading the, you're listening to the audiobook. I am, right? which isn't separated by chapters, which is very strange to me.
1: It's a, it is, but she really will just be like, chapter two, blah blah blah, and she'll just, who she really just does not give you a breather. There's no break. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stressful. It's also just really stressful seeing that this book is seven hours long. Which is like, yeah, that makes sense. it def, yeah, like that makes sense. It is seven <laughs> hours long, but just, I'm like, man. It's got really large type. It really, it really does. Now I'm looking at the physical copy because I'm about to send it to a uh, our next guest, but it's got huge type. There's so many, so many ellipses. So man. I was curious how you knew
0: about all the ellipses because there are a lot of ellipses. There's so much. She
1: had like a page count or something and was trying to get there. They're also double. Two spaces. Two spaces. <laughs> she was trying to get a page length requirement in her English Wait, they, class. She does
0: two spaces?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's two spaces in between each ellipse, each dot of the ellipses.
0: Yeah, she does. She really stretches it out. Man. So I'm going to blow this case wide open. Earlier you asked, does she use a ghostwriter? Who's this ghostwriter? Um... So on the cover of the book it just says by Hillary it just says Hil- elixir Hillary Duff. Doesn't say anything else about ghostwriter or co-writer. Which, you know, people can write things, but mo- 90% of the time that celebrities write something, it's with someone else's help who is professional, okay? So I like you direct to open to the fir- the very f- the very second page.
1: With wow, they okay, yeah. Wow. The audiobook so just So what you
0: describe what you're seeing here?
1: Elixir, Hillary Duff with Elise Allen.
0: Elise Allen Man, I discovered earlier uh, is a somewhat uh but b- pretty pretty prolific author. Um a prolific writer, I should say. Would you guess what she's written? Anything?
1: Um bad YA novels.
0: Um no, even better. She wrote one, two, three. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine Barbie movies.
1: Oh, my God. That's your shit. From
0: 2005 to 2011. She wrote, That's
1: absolutely your thing. That's right.
0: I listen to a podcast uh, called Cult Pop where they just list, watch every single Barbie movie in a month. Uh, so she wrote the movies Barbie Fairytopia, Barbie Mermaidia, The Barbie Diaries, a classic, Barbie Thumbelina, Barbie in a Mermaid Tale, Barbie a Fashion Fairy Tale, Barbie and a Mermaid Mermaid Mail Barbie in a Mermaid Tale 2. Uh, Barbie, a fairy secret, and Barbie, Princess Charm School. I should note that the last from Mermaid Tale to Princess Charm School were all done in the same two years, 2010 and 2011, which coincidentally is when this book was published.
1: Okay, but I bet she mentions the colors of their dresses in those at least. I'm still you're gonna tell us the whole you're gonna tell us the whole outfit and not give us any colors. None.
0: Well, I guess that's the benefit of of visual medium is they just you yeah, know, just like hit us with the yeah,
1: hit us with the fucking wardrobe. What are they wearing? What are they yeah, drawing? She also the wr- artists.
0: She writes for a lot of kid stuff. Like, um, oh no, she wrote for the show Cosby in nineteen ninety
1: seven. Oh no, canceled, <laughs> canceled. At least uh, uh, no. Um,
0: <laughs> oh my. Wow. Oh, Madeline Kahn was in that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Played the nosy neighbor. <laughs>
1: the nosy neighbor. Yeah. That's really funny. This book um, isn't good. No. In fact, it's very bad.
0: <laughs> it's it's not good at all, but I enjoy it because we... See, I don't read enough books. And one reason I agreed to do this podcast, one reason I'm doing this... And this started as a book club, which only you and I decided to follow through on.
1: (laughs) And then it turned into perfect. Yeah, we were the people that were like, well, if you're not going to join a club, we're going to be the motherfuckers annoying enough to be like, let's make a whole ass podcast out of it. So that's right. Too bad.
0: Should have joined the book club. We're both in very poor states of mental health. And this is the (laughs) result.
1: I'm feeling great. I'm at my peak. You know, 29 (laughs) is that's you're going up the hill toward your peak. I think I feel great. I'm um, 27. Yeah. I didn't have a good time when I was 27, but
0: um, when you're I'm 29,
1: <laughs> crying, not, you're crying right. in the club while Reina is being slut shamed by her friend.
0: Slut shaming in the club. Slut <laughs>
1: shaming in the club, which is ridiculous when you say that out loud. You're supposed to look You're supposed to look <laughs> cute at the club. Yeah. Why are you going to the club if you're going to slut shame If you're your going to slut shame, like, Yeah just my like, own they business. go to
0: the the rave section of the club like where the cuz it's 2010 they're playing dubstep right <laughs> <Same>
1: for the <laughs> drop that wub, wub
0: Dead Mao is playing. Oh, and, no. And Skrillex. They are in France. And then, Al- and then Owl City comes on. Owl as, City.
1: As a Fireflies. Can you believe my
0: eyes. You would not believe
1: your eyes when you would see the slut shaming. Um.
0: Yeah, just hang up in the cool jazz club section. That sounds really awesome, actually. The way she described that. I know. Really I was nice.
1: like, well, maybe if you were just in there the whole time, you wouldn't be like cold and mean to your friend.
0: Oh god. Man. So this is a section of, of the podcast where we just other analysis and other things we want to talk about in this chapter. I think we covered everything.
1: Yeah. I we really covered every cause there's not because there's 30 pages. Um there's 30 pages. Which like, is a
0: long chapter. It might be the longest chapter in the entire book, I think.
1: It's like 30 minutes.
0: It's ten percent of the book. It's
1: ten percent of the book. Oh, good lord! We're not going to have any character development. We're just going to have to deal with this bitch and her equine professionals.
0: Okay, Okay. let me make very clear: this is actually part of a trilogy.
1: Oh no! I didn't know know that. I didn't. I well, I think you told me, and I just (laughs) purposely didn't remember. But there's more of these. There's more. Oh my god. There's three of them. Oh, there's three. That's three too many.
0: I think it's the second one's called True and the third one's called Devotive, I think. Devoted. Yeah. I'm devoted to Th- That's uh, a fun That's a fun reveal for you.
1: Man, <laughs> wow, that's going to be stra- I guess. well, I'm in it, you know. I will probably see if there is an audiobook version of the other two because I think it's a uh, Well,
0: cuz the, the the first one has a pretty full fleshed wikipedia page for for this book. The second one has like a very very small wikipedia, like the, the 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 minimum you can do for a wikipedia page or wikipedia article and then the third one has no wikipedia article page at all. Like the third one does not exist.
1: Well, you know, that's probably that. going to be the best one then. <laughs> or the worst. I think what's important about this is um, rich people can do whatever they want, including write and publishing very terrible books that they don't even write themselves. And slush him
0: and your best friend who happens to be employed by your estate while you're in a, a foreign city hanging out with them. You I slush really him feel for like to have a good time. I get
1: the sense that that's never going to be addressed. And you know what? I'm going to take the take the stance that that's pretty funny. Because I will talk about it constantly. (laughs) So on
0: that note, um, what happens next? Okay, what is Elixir? What does that mean? Because I have not read any page past chapter one.
1: Okay, I've read, I've listened to chapter two, but it's like 12 pages and it's so boring that I don't remember any of it. So um, go ahead and give your predictions first and then I'll give mine and make sure mine doesn't have any spoilers. Not that anything fucking happens in chapter two, but who knows? Your turn, you go. I
0: will. I watched a lengthy video about a year ago that actually gave me the, the idea for this. I forget. It was this random, young, um, skinny white boy, and he read all the Harry Duff books. And the whole thing was, I read all the Harry Duff books. They're insane. And he just, like, talked for, like, an hour about them. And I barely remember that. I just know that it's a paranormal, young adult, like, Twilight series rip-off type thing. And so I'm really thrown off by where that will come into play. Um... Because I don't know how taking photos of a fire will change your life forever. I don't understand, like, is it going to be, like, someone in the photo that she's taking a picture of? I don't quite understand that segue at the end of chapter one. So I I think that there's someone who's in the photo who's going to track her down, and he's this mystical, like, being from another time or another dimension, or, like, or maybe he's a vampire. I don't know. I honestly don't know.
1: Um, for my predictions, I really, I got the same sense, like a strange, I thought, you know, it's the plot device of a stranger comes to town, you know, the, whoever's in this mysterious cliffhanger at the end is like meant to come tell her what her destiny is. And I bet whatever it is, I bet it involves both of her parents' jobs. And I bet it involves something that sounds really cool on the surface to like the tweens reading this book, but is probably really insidious and all about oppressing, uh, the global poor. That's my hot take. I think there's going to be I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't think the I think the lore is going to be disappointingly terrible. I think there's going to be some sort of magical <laughs> power she has that we just accept and we don't get any backstory on. I don't think we're going to get any new characters. I think this is it.
0: It's <laughs> just vibe.
1: <laughs> it's just these guys. They're just vibing.
0: I have one more question for you because one thing that I was I was thrown off by is that she doesn't only really describe what people look like. Yeah. For instance, what does Reyna look like? Does boobs. he describe her besides having boobs? She
1: just has, <laughs> Reyna's just a pair of boobs. Um, so,
0: what does Claya look like? Because the cover, it makes, makes me think she looks like Hillary Duff. She's got, like blonde hair. I'm just and picturing eyeshadow. Hillary.
1: This is a Hillary Duff I'm self Hilary insert Hilary Duff. fan fiction. <laughs> I just am like, that's Hillary Duff. And she's just like, hey guys, um, check out my new book, Elixir by Hillary Duff, with the person who actually wrote it. Um, and I think that. Mm hmm. Yeah, the boy, the boys are just angles. Rain is just a pair of boobs. Mm. Um, I guess her mom, her mom in my mind, kind of looks like Marjorie Taylor Greene, and her dad. Okay. I don't know. I'm getting like a real salt and pepper vibe from her dad.
0: I think. I think her dad is CIA.
1: Oh, yeah, I bet that's it. Yeah, I think, oh, I think the dad is alive, first of all. I absolutely, oh, yeah, he's got to be alive. Yeah, the minute they were like, he's not, I'm not really sure. Saying, saying
0: buried empty coffin, not knowing where he is, that's like, like yeah. a Chekhov's he faked, gun. He faked his own
1: death. He's in the mm-hmm. CIA.
0: Witness protection program, maybe.
1: Yeah, ooh, or witness protection. Yeah, oh, I will, okay, so so yeah, the second chapter definitely stands behind that theory. We'll get some answers. Yeah. It doesn't really right. say much, it, uh, maybe not an answer, but maybe another question vaguely related to the one that we're but asking.
0: But to answer the big question, what does Elixir mean? We have nothing.
1: Nothing, yeah.
0: Absolutely nothing. I got nothing. I have no clue.
1: Nothing, yeah. I just, I don't think, I also think that's never, I don't think we're going to get any sort of tie-in. I think it's just. A fancy sounding name. The second one's called Devoted. Oh, I didn't even, oh yeah. I'm looking at the back of this and then now. And the third one's true? The third one is what?
0: It's called True. It's just called see.
1: True? That's fucking stupid. Wow. I should, I should write some terrible fantasy novels. Here, let's see. And pitch it to a rich person.
0: A sequel devoted, and then true. Yep, the third, these came out 2010, 2011, and 2013. Wow. Oh, wait, 20, well, sorry, 2011, 2012, 2013. These came out, like, back-to-back, pretty much.
1: That's incredible. These came out while I was in college. No wonder they weren't on my Same radar. Same yeah. here. I,
0: I graduated in 2011, so this is like around the time that I was, I was actually the age of Kalea of, of, of when this came out.
1: Wow, look at you. I was
0: 17 when this came out in, in October 12th, 2010.
1: October 12th, 2010. That's why, man, this is, this is horrible. This is not a good book. I know I've said that already, but I think it bears repeating several times.
0: So how do you feel about being committed to three of these?
1: Um, vaguely horrified, but I think <laughs> in these, uh, tr- these trying times, um, I think whenever I have something that I do weekly, uh, it is soothing for me as my life is just a series of chaotic happenings with no sort of structure to them. So that part I am looking forward to.
0: I am not going to lie. I'm heavily entertained by this book. I am so freed from because I like watching bad movies and like kid movies, or whatever, because there's no pressure to like it. Like there's no one I have to like get check in on. Like, what do you think my recommendation or like wasn't so good? And I don't have to be like, oh, I didn't like it or I didn't have to like be a hot take machine. Like I can just enjoy it. Head empty. No thoughts. That's why I like about this.
1: That's very valid. Um, the woman who reads the audiobook does a very good job.
0: So shout out to what's her name?
1: Oh, you know fuck. I should have Sorry, ma'am. No disrespect meant. I'll I'll cor- I'll correct the error of my ways right now. Her first name is Julie and her last name is Oh, yeah, Julia Whalen.
0: All right. Um and by the way, I'm making a Twitter account right now for this podcast. Uh-oh. And we are back. Um, by the way, if you want to follow us on Twitter, um, please just follow the podcast Twitter, which is at Cindy Stories. That's C-I-N-D-Y. Stories with a Z. Um, that's right. So you'll be our first follower. Only you're following one person, and that is Hillary Duff.
1: That's all you need.
0: And it'll stay that way for a very long time. Or forever. All right. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Anything you want to plug before we go, Al.
1: Um, you know, just this woman who read the audiobook, uh, Julie Julia Whalen. You know, good for her. Shout out to Julia Whalen. Shout out to Julia. We'll follow Whelan.
0: her with the podcast too. Yeah. Um, I want to plug my thing. Um, I am also I'm an actor, teacher, writer, whatever. And I wrote a novel last year. I'm very proud of it. It's called Spencer and Kent at six percent. You can find it on Amazon pretty easily. Very proud of it. Al, what what, what do you think of that book?
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, Dan, I'm glad you're in your bag here. Yes, everyone buy the book. Buy a copy to send to someone else too, so buy two copies when you buy them. Um, That's how you sell things. Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, I definitely had no idea where the plot was going in the first part, and then it changed my opinion of the book halfway, like two-thirds of the way through. Or Sorry, one-third of the way through. It's great.
0: Unlike Elixir, which is not a good book.
1: Yeah, Elixir's a terrible book.
0: Don't read it. We'll read it so you don't have to.
1: Yeah. I'll send you the entire audiobook. No, I won't. Just kidding. (laughs) That's illegal.
0: Before you go away, go away, go away, wait. This one's over, let it go and subscribe. Next episode comes next Sunday or next Monday. Please go rate our podcast on iTunes today. Don't log off, please just go and please follow our Twitter. Till next Sunday or next Monday. Haven't you told a friend, check us out today? Okay.